Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here, of course, with Mike Haig from RacedaySA.com. Mike, how are you? Hey, Don. I'm doing great. Good to see you. And, man, did we have a great race this last weekend at Atlanta. Yes, we did. We're going to uh, review that. We'll preview the race coming up at New Hampshire. We're going to talk about all the drama that's gone on uh, once again from Atlanta and then going into this weekend's race. Lots of NASCAR news. We got some silly season stuff already to talk about and even some silly season for two years from now or whatever to talk about. (laughs) Um, Crazy, (laughs) crazy stuff. We're going to talk some IndyCar. We got some IndyCar preview. We'll catch you up on the NHRA news. I want to first and foremost, I want to apologize to our listeners, those of you who even noticed that we we hadn't recorded, I guess, uh, in a week or so. Lots of stuff going on. And uh, I just wanted to take just a minute and tell y'all just to kind of bear with us. I'm in the process of moving. I've been trying to sell my house and we sold it and then trying to find a rental house. And it just, oh, Mike, it was it was crazy. Trying yeah, to it, find happened, stuff. it happened really fast all of a sudden. Just wham, everybody wanted to close and get in and get out. And yeah, and so. it, it, <laughs> it's been insane. So we, we found a house. Uh, we're going to be moving Good. to Anna, Texas. So okay. Anna, where's, that, where's that located for those that don't know? Okay, so the largest city, I guess that would be next to Anna, would probably be McKinney. So, and McKinney is on the other side of uh, Frisco. So basically I-75 is kind of like, it's on the other side of I-75. So as you go up I-75 after, after McKinney, you'll come to Melissa, which is another town that we had looked at and then Anna. So it's, it's going up I-75 towards Oklahoma. (laughs) And how far away from like Denton would that be? Oh gosh. Okay. So I right now in where I live in Little Elm, I am... 20 minutes, 20 to, yeah, 20 minutes from Denton, um, where I'm at. And so from here to, um, Anna is about 30 minutes. So almost an hour. Oh, oh wow. Five sure. minutes to an hour. So I'm going to be a little further from the racetrack, but still not as yeah. far as San Antonio. So I'm, I'm still doing good. Well, good. And I just sent pictures of the new place and, it's going to be a great, great place, and you guys are going to love it there. So uh, can't wait to see the everything moved in and what it looks like when you get it all furnished and everything. Well, good, thank you. Yeah, and and I'll have to find out the the town size. It's it's not a very big town, but it's it's an up and coming. Just like where I moved to here two years mm-hmm. ago, Little yeah. Elm was used to be this little city on the our little town on the lake, and it has just boomed and then you know you start going out 380 going towards mckinney and stuff where i am and so salina is out there prosper where chris busher yeah chris busher is from those areas those are gonna there's salina prosper area is set to be the next frisco and frisco okay. uh, you drive through you've been over in frisco now oh, you drive yeah. through frisco and it's starting to look like downtown dallas i mean it's got skyline yeah <laughs> i mean it's just buildings everywhere yeah, the, the DFW area uh, Metroplex, which for those who don't live in Texas, DFW is Dallas-Fort Worth. They call it the Metroplex. And um, anyway, so this area is just booming right now with technology and stuff. Lots of people moving to Texas, that which, you know, we're having issues with our 
power grids and stuff all over the state because they just can't keep up with, well, because we have dumbasses that run our state, first of all, but they can't. And now they want us all to buy electric cars and we're told we can't plug them in because we don't have enough electricity. Yeah, you can't plug it in. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous what's going on. What are we going to do? Texas is growing. And I mean, it's a great state to live in and we welcome we welcome people, but just kind of hold on for a minute because it's, it's. Well, you know. When the Circuit of the Americas was built several year, years ago, like uh, opened in 2012, it wasn't very long after that. Dawn in the in the in the Austin area and in uh, Travis County and the county Williamson County, the counties around uh, Austin, they were the the mayor came out for a press conference one time and he was saying that for a while there they were having an average of 10,000 people moving to the Austin area each month. That's crazy. That's how fast the the, the uh, growth was going. You know, Round Rock, Taylor, all that, uh, Georgetown. It's all connected now. I mean, it's all grown up out that that direction. So there's a lot of people coming to Texas, but uh, but hey, maybe we'll make them all NASCAR fans and. <laughs> Maybe it's the cost of living. I mean, even yeah. it's expensive up here and it's expensive in Austin, but expensive by our standards is cheap for the consent, you know, for folks in the West Coast and stuff. And then on the East Coast, especially too, it's inexpensive and you can get a lot of uh, a lot of bang for your buck here. Yes, you can. So um, that's what, and so you got a lot of these tech businesses and stuff that are just you know, moving down here to Texas. And, you know, Mike, the mm-hmm. thing that cracks me up, and we talked about this when I came back from Virginia, is, um, and you know, you live in a small town too in, in Floresville, but still it's just so funny because driving up to Virginia, I told you, it's like there's so much open land. There's so much just empty open land. Mm-hmm. Why do we all cram into these little, pl- or into these places when there's so much damn open land still out there? It's like, move out, folks. <laughs> Spread well, your wings and move. People might. Eventually, when they get tired of all the congestion in the city, yeah, but yeah. but no, everybody wants their internet, and which I'm not gonna lie, that's part of why there was a couple of houses we looked at that were, I mean, sticks out in the sticks, mm-hmm. and the first thing that my husband's like, well, what about you know podcasting and stuff? I don't know if they've got you know high speed internet, and you'd have to use Wi-Fi crap or wireless stuff, and you don't know, and so I'm like, ah, true, true that. So hopefully we'll find out when I move out there. We'll see if uh, I got decent connection or not. So. If it works. Yeah. But hey, speaking of moving, those guys were moving on the track at Atlanta. Can you believe that race this past Sunday? Just as good as the first time. Man. And why can't we have that at Texas? Well, we can if they would go damn reconfigure it again and do something. I, I think, you know, after watching two races at Atlanta now, Don, I think that's what they need to do at Texas. We need, they need to start over. Get yeah. rid of the pavement. Um, put you know in the PJ one compound that was put down, reconfigure the turns a little bit. And let's 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 get the package that they're having Atlanta back at Texas. And I mean, I mean, good grief! I thought I was watching a super speedway race the way they were drafting and all the passing and everything going on. And Don, they had twenty seven lead changes among twelve drivers. That was just amazing. Uh, how many times the lead swapped and and uh, battles throughout the races you can't believe i'm just going to run through the top 10 real quick if you don't mind um chase elliott gets the win and then we had ross Chastain, who had a great race uh, a little bit of controversy again but he finished the second austin cindrick was third eric jones here he is again again he's fourth place finish great great race for him and um ryan blaney was fifth daniel suarez and 
Here he is, Daniel again up, you know, finishing strong in sixth place. Justin Haley was seventh, Eric Amarola eighth, Cole Custer ninth, and Harrison Burton ten. Tenth, Don. A lot of new um, new guys uh, finishing in the top uh, ten this this week again. And um, this goes to show you um, again how great and competitive this uh, series is this year. And these guys are just amazing. Um, and and I tell you, the, the race was one of the best ones I've seen in in a long time. And Justin Haley, again, that is a name to keep in mind when it comes to super speedway racing, because Justin Haley has been, um, I I think at every super speedway race this season so far, he has been in the top five, I think, or top 10 at least. But another guy that, you know, he's just done phenomenal at at the track. Besides all this racing, great racing we had, you know, 21 guys finish on the lead lap. There was 13 cautions, so we did have some accidents and stuff and some drama there. But um, overall, I just thought, you know, I I would give this an A-plus for NASCAR and the, and the guys on this race. <laughs> Again, I, I just can't believe what I saw Sunday. I, I'm thrilled still. Yeah, and and I'm looking forward to New Hampshire. New Hampshire always is a good is a good race, a good track to race at. So, oh yeah. Um, now you mentioned Chase Elliott with the win. I I know they got to ring the the siren went off. I I, I know yeah. Rutledge was out there, and I watched them plug it into a car battery or something to make it go out. I was like, what? I know we've got some audio from Chase, uh, don't we? Yeah, here's what Chase had to say about the win at Atlanta. Here we go. Yeah, just been been a whirlwind. Uh, these are moments you wish you could bottle up and just you know, kind of keep. Um, and unfortunately it just doesn't work like that, but you know, moments that, um, are, are really special and near and dear to your heart, like winning at, at your home track, uh, a place that I've spent, you know, a ton of time at, uh, as a kid racing on a quarter mile down here and Bandoleros and legends and uh, a lot of trips between here in North Georgia, um, up and down the road and, and just, uh, you know, kind of, and when you're a kid and you're racing on the quarter mile over there, you just, you look at this big track and it's like just, you know, out of reach, you know, like not even real. Um, just that, that your heroes are out there competing, you know, once or twice a year on, on this big track. And like, that's just, you know, not real. Um, so to be here and, and to, you know, have, have a day like we had is, is really incredible. Um, and, and certainly one I'm going to embrace and enjoy, uh, a lot you know, and, and, um, obviously be ready to go to Loudon here in a few days, but these wins are just too hard to, too hard to come by. And especially when they're, when they're as special as this one, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've witnessed guys win at their home tracks and you can always tell it means a lot to them. Uh, but until you start competing somewhere, um, at a sports high stage like this, uh, I'm not sure you fully understand, you know, the, the meaning of it and what, what it could mean to you. Um, so to be able to, to have this moment, um, is really special and, and one I'm very grateful for. And Don definitely was a special win for him. You know, his dad has won there before. So he joins his dad as a winner at that track. He, uh, third win of the season and he led 96 of the 260 laps. So he had a pretty dominant car, uh, Sunday and, um, just, I'm real, real happy for him. Took him a little while to get going, but he's definitely, uh, I guess you would probably still, you know, it's it's weird. I would say he's definitely one of the favorites right now then for the championship. But um, if you listen to, you know, like Dale Jr. and other guys on their downloads or other podcasts and stuff, they still think it's a track house is still the, the team to beat going into the championship. So um, 
and I think it's because of consistency. I mean, you know, if you look overall and the whole consistency of, of things. So, but, you know, speaking of track house racing, they're at the, towards the end, again, battling. Ross Chastain was up there battling for uh, the win. We had a couple of restarts there towards the end. And, you know, it was just, there was a lot of blocking going on with guys, uh, different guys, you know, trying to get in and out. Uh, well, Coyle Joy, how, hello, how are we even going to, like, n- not talk about Coyle Joy and the amazing, amazing race yeah. that he had? Um, Should have been up there, you know, in the top three, uh, but he, he went for it. He went for the win and basically kind of ran himself up into the wall. Chase blocked him. <laughs> While all that was going on, you it, it was basically, it was the Chase Elliott, Coyle Joy Ross Chastain kind of mm-hmm. you know, battle going back and forth. And then was it true X that was up there too? Or who was it? Who I can't remember who else it was that was up there. Yeah. He was up there for a while. And they were doing, there was somebody else that was up there that was blocking quite a bit as well in the process of it. You know, you get going on a couple of these restarts and of course, you know, anytime the one gets around the 11, there's going to, you know, Oh, you know, everybody's going to freak out. Well, I guess watching I'm not going to I'm not going to lie and say, you know, Ross didn't come up a little bit on the track, but I didn't think it was as bad and as egregious as everybody was making it out to be. And Mike, I know we've got audio um I want to listen to the audio first. We've got audio from Denny Hamlin on Ross Chastain on this incident, and then you also have uh, audio from Ross on it, correct? I, where he's talking with Bob Pockers, I believe. Yes, Don, I do. So let's go ahead and hear from Denny first. Here's okay. what, he, what he had to say about the incident with Ross. Here we go. At what point has the line been crossed too many times? With one call? Ah, I mean, it's just uh, it's all in whatever I'm, level I'm willing to take. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just another another unfortunate circumstance for him. Is there any way he's going to win a championship this year with the way he's upset so many people? Oh, I don't know. I think it's just uh, everyone has a different tolerance levels, uh, certainly. But I've, you know, I'm, I'm, you guys know I've, I've reached my feet. Well, then what do you do about it? Just it all works itself out. In the end. It all worked itself out in the end. So what do you think? I mean, is there going to be payback in the uh, play, in the uh, playoffs? <laughs> Here's what I have to say. If if that's the bed you want to make, and I'm saying this to Denny Hamlin and to others, that's fine. Just remember, your ass is in the playoffs as well, and that can go that can go another way. You you go and you screw with him and his playoff things. Guess what? He can do it right back to you. And I hope he does. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'll give you. I'm going to go off on my rant in a minute, but um, okay. You know, you hear all that talk all the time, and I'm just getting. I'm I'm really getting fed up with the Ross Chastain versus the whole garage. I think it is completely absurd personally. Now, is that the media making that a bigger, bigger deal out of that than, than what it really is? Well, remember our last show, not last week, because we didn't record yeah. last week, the week before I told you, yes, I think it's the media, but I also think it's these veteran drivers. And the reason, Mike, is because Ross Chastain is in their heads and it's not because no. they're afraid that he's going to wreck them. If that was the case, they would all be talking shit about uh, Ricky Stenhouse and they would have been talking shit about him for the last four years because he constantly wrecks people. That That's not no. the reason they're worried and paranoid about racing against Ross Chastain. They're worried and paranoid about racing against Ross Chastain because Ross Chastain is a winner and has been winning and yeah, they don't well. know how to hand and he's aggressive so they don't know what to how to and they're and they're not he's not in their clique you know yeah. what I mean? 
So he's not one of their and and that's what I think I'm getting a little like tired of is it's almost like the like a Mean Girls kind of <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, they're they're, they're uh, jealous of, I, his, of his success. I completely. That's exactly what I think and, it is. And I mean, you got guys like Kevin Harvick uh, finishes his twelfth, uh, Kyle Larson thirteenth. I'm just going to run through a couple. Brad Keselowski eighteenth. Uh, Kyle Busch, 20th, Kurt Busch, 22nd, Denny Hamlin, 25th, Joey Logano, 26th. I mean, these are guys that should be up there in that top 10 at least every race. And they're not having the season like they had have had in the uh, past. Ross Chastain is not a rookie. Ross no. Chastain has been driving in this series. So why hasn't Ross Chastain been an issue? Why wasn't he an issue last year? Because he wasn't he wasn't winning. And he's, he's getting attention and he's taking the attention away from the other guys. His driving, he's still an aggressive driver. He was an yeah. aggressive driver last year as well. That's his driving style. He's always been. In fact, Junior in his podcast talked about the fact that a couple of weeks ago, Mike, we, we you listened to it as well. I think we discussed it on our show, too, that Ross Chastain used to live with at Dell Jr.'s. He was, I, I, I guess, yeah. one of his houses or whatever. He rented a room or rented something. And Junior, when they were driving, when he drove in the Xfinity series, Junior would always joke with him and tell him, you know, look, dude. You know, you can go wreck other cars, but try to stay away from the junior motorsports cars. You know, I mean, those are my car. You're costing me money, buddy. But so he's always been an aggressive driver. So why has he not been an issue when he was driving for what was it? RCR who or no Ganassi last year when he drove for Ganassi and Ganassi was a good team, too. I mean, they I it's it's bullshit. I'm sorry. It's just it it is. It's total bullshit. But I love it. Shame on all of our friends in the media for creating this little drama, boy drama that we have. It, it is. It's like it's boy drama. And it, I'm just I'm over it. Over the <laughs> crybaby. I, I was going yeah. to go pull the audio here. I was going to talk about this after Ross. We'll save Ross now. He, we'll let Ross defend himself. But there was audio from Truex. There's audio from Eric Almarola. There's audio from um, who else did I say I saw audio from from this week? All talking about Ross and how he's crossed the line and he better get a handle on this and he needs to. Maybe they're trying to get in Ross's head. That's exactly what I think that they're trying yeah. to do. But he's in their <laughs> head, and that's where that's and that's where I think Justin Marks is so important because Justin Marks has continually and Justin Marks actually commented he was on with the Godfather this week and commented again. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's he wants Ross to see the big picture, but he doesn't want Ross. Do not worry about changing. Do not change your driving style. You know, I don't feel Ross needs to change. These other guys need to change. If they, if they're uncomfortable, then keep away from Ross Chastain. You know, yeah. but. I just don't, Mike, I don't see where he is like this. And I I read on social media and it's obvious people who don't like him. You know, it's, oh my God, he's, you know, he's the second coming of of Earnhardt as far as his aggressiveness and stuff. And I'm like, well, look where that got him. I got him seven championships. I mean, I sure did. And made him the most popular driver of all time. Yeah. So I Mm -hmm. don't know. I just, I don't see, it's just not, and, and yes, I like Ross Chastain. But this is why I like Ross Chastain. I like the fact that he's that he's aggressive. Tony Stewart was an aggressive driver. Kevin Harvick was an aggressive, you know, and let, notice I'm saying was, was an aggressive driver. These were all guys. Denny Hamlin is a freaking aggressive driver. Yeah. They'll say, you know who I love? What I love is the people who are quiet is two other guys that are always claimed to be that people like to say are aggressive drivers. But they're and it's the two guys that I always talk about. 
Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the two of them complaining about Ross Chastain's driving. I haven't heard anything from the two of them on on how he drives. Those are two drivers that'll sneak up and get you if you're not careful. Yep. So I mean, I mean, as far as you know, getting a win or finishing strong. Yeah, but you know what's funny? All these same guys that we were talking about, they all complain about Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski too. Cry babies, just shut up. Put your pampers on. Get in the car and drive, and stop crying about because you got wrecked well handle your business you know and and if you're gonna talk all this shit about you know well i reached my tolerance level and this is then take care of it you know i just think it's a bitch move to wait to the playoffs that's a bitch move take care of it now you know yeah do it now but at least it gives us something to talk about that's controversial and exciting i mean it could be this boring season with somebody with nine wins by now or whatever Totally gives us some some drama yeah. to talk about, but I want to see somebody. I really do. I want to see somebody try to do something to him. Yeah. And, well, and see what happens. Well, Bob Parker's got a chance to talk to Ross, so you want to hear what he had to say? Of course, Bob did. Bob talks to everybody. Yeah. Here's what Bob Parker. Uh, here's the interview with uh, with Ross. Here we go. Take me through what happened with the eleven there near the end of the race, and then how then the final few laps for you. Yeah, I mean, I no doubt, Bob, I ran into him, but I had a ton of damage and I just overestimated how much grip I had going into three with the draft. And I don't I don't put these this incident with the 11, uh, anything like the other ones. So uh, this one was truly just I got super tight and was sliding and his left reporter panel was what uh, what coffee. And just and then then after that, what was your strategy there at the end? And did you think you had a shot for him if uh, the caution didn't come out? Yeah, I got inside of Chase off of two, and going into one, I, I thought I was going to push Corey LaJoy and Spire Motorsports to the win, and I was really excited, and it didn't quite work out. But uh, I still got inside of the nine off of two, and I think with the side draft, if we race back to line, we got a shot. And so, like, overall, do you feel good about today, or, you, or does what happened with the 11 kind of stick with you? Incredible day, Bob. I, I think the track house brought us a – I think we brought the fastest and best handling car here today, and uh, even with the damage, we still had a shot to win. So uh, all smiles here. There you go. I like it. I like what yeah. we heard. And you know, we also heard a couple weeks ago. Well, actually, it was on. No, it was actually this race. You heard Dell Jr. when he was talking to uh, Jeff Burton and them that you know he's talked to Ross. He's you know he's had yeah. some conversations with them, and I think that this has helped. I think because what you heard this week, I think three four weeks ago, Mike, you wouldn't have heard Ross saying how happy he is with that. That he he would have been more apologetic. He would have been more. You know, oh, you know, I mean, I, I know I got to watch myself. No, you were racing. He he nailed it. That car was missing. Like mm-hmm. the whole front or half of the daggum front end was <laughs> gone on it. And he was still able to have keep that thing up front to push, you know. And like he said there, he was pushing Corey LaJoy um, quite a few times, you know, and almost, you know, was trying to push him to the win, which I thought was cool of him as well. Um, but- I don't know. I'm I'm well, over it. Yeah, but don't you think it, that's demoralizing to some of these other drivers who have always done well and they're continuing to struggle? We're almost halfway through the season now, or we are halfway through the season, and some of these guys still don't have a handle on this car. And here, here he is with fenders gone and bumpers missing, and he's still up there in the front. And that's got to be defeating to some of these other guys who have everything intact but can't get it together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And let's face it, the the Ross no. thing didn't take Denny Denny out. I mean, Denny came back and, and restarted and then he got caught up in something else, but whatever. 
whatever. I'm whatever. You know, I it like I said, it makes me like him more and more, and I hope he keeps up. You know, keeps up keeps up the the attitude and keeps yeah. going forward. He doesn't owe these guys anything. He's not a rookie, and even if he was a rookie, I'd still say that he doesn't owe these guys anything. You know, not at mm-hmm. all. So, um, I was happy with it. Yeah, and now we go to to New Hampshire. Yes, to New Hampshire, Loudon. Yeah. One of my favorite tracks to go to. Have, have, did you see the picture on? I think it's on NASCAR um, of of the trophy. You know, when we go to New Hampshire, the yeah. trophy is uh, you get this humongous Maine or New England. Oh, I guess I'm going to say Maine because that's pretty much where they come yeah. from. The New England size lobsters and the lobster. And lobster. The, this bad boy is huge. I mean, they yeah, are that's... absolutely huge. Yeah, so the Xfinity Series is there for the Crayon 200 on Saturday, Dawn. It's a 2.30 p.m. Eastern start on USA Network. The pre, pre-coverage starts at 2 p.m. Eastern, so 3 o'clock our time. And then the um, Ambetter 301 NASCAR Cup Series race is Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And um, the pre-race show comes on at 2, 2 p.m. Eastern, so check it out. Yeah. And be good. I- yeah, we'll do our picks here in just a little bit for yeah. uh, for New Hampshire. Uh, really quick, I want to go through just some quick uh, NASCAR news because there was quite a bit of it here uh, oh, yeah. this week. Um, we've got a little audio too. Now we don't we didn't pull audio for this just because it happened today is a big deal, but I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. And and I'm not trying to be mean, but I just don't think that the kid's very talented. <laughs> um, but Ty Dillon, uh, mm-hmm. it was announced is out at uh, Petty GMS for for next year. He will not be returning. And you know they have said they're out there looking, and and some of the talk was Noah Gregson, maybe the guy that ends up going to that car. That would um, be a good move. Can you imagine Noah Gregson and um, Eric Jones? I mean, that would be. Oh, yeah. Those guys would be great. Yeah. So, um, so that, that was announced today. Also, I saw on J-Ski here a few minutes ago that, you know, earlier at the very beginning of the season, we announced, of course, that Eric Almarola would be retiring this year. Well, they have not. They're at Stuart Haas Racing. You know, he kind of talked about he would retire, but he might come back and race, you know, hit or miss Mm -hmm. here and there. Well, there's been some chatter about um, there's been no news or no like even nothing about who could take over that 10 car there at Stuart Haas Racing. So there's been some chatter of would Eric come back for another season if Smithfield, you know, agreed Mm -hmm. to come back on as a sponsor. According to him, he hasn't made a decision on that. But so I guess that's a maybe. Okay. (laughs) I mean, yeah. You know, that sponsor likes him and they had a great relationship the last few, you know, several years and bring him. I say, bring him back. They don't have a driver they want to put in there, bring him back. He's still a good driver and, you know, he can prove that he can finish strong each week. So it it really makes me wonder. I mean, I I need to go back and look at the contracts and stuff there at Stuart Haas Racing, but. You know, you got guys like, Har- you know, Harvick and stuff, too. That they don't have very many years left in them, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean Stuart Haas is going to be going through a whole a whole deal. I apologize if you hear dogs barking in the background. I don't know if you can hear them, but I've got three, three mini Aussies that are they're upset about something. And, boy, they, they, they don't mince any words. <laughs> They don't like people talking shit to Ross Chastain either. So they're just, you know, they're just chiming in there. It's a little late, but they're, you know, Hey, I agree with you. So, um, (laughs) the other, the, the other big news uh, that really came out this week, because it was out of nowhere, 
to the point that it even surprised the current team that the driver drives for. <laughs> um, yeah. They were clueless. Uh, but Tyler Reddick, um, it was announced in a surprise announcement on, on Zoom that in 2024, <laughs> he will be joining 2311 Racing. And as of right now, Mike, the talk is it would be a, a third car. So um, that makes us wonder then, okay, is, you know, is Kurt, some of the talk is, you know, would, if it's not going to be a third car, would it be that Kurt would drive next year and then would not drive in 2024? From a lot of the talk, there's been no discussion on Kurt. And I mean, if Kurt, if things are going as well as they are, I don't see Kurt hanging it up. Yeah, I don't either. I think, you know, he already got a win and he's in the playoffs and he he might. With yeah, him. he's got Monster, and as long as they keep the sponsorship and he, he continues to do well, I, I don't see him retiring. But but um, that'd be great if they had a three car team. Yeah, and 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 I know there's a lot of people that you know want to, of course, jump on the the Bubba hate train. But I don't see Bubba going anywhere, especially since you know, I mean, Michael Jordan is such a fan. That's why Michael Jordan came into this really and truly. Was, well, one of the main reasons is he, he's he really liked Bubba. There's different dynamics in NASCAR. There's different things that play Bubba. I mean, Bubba's done well this season. You know, he's just gotten caught up in in a lot of things that aren't his doing. Um, he's had some some really good races while he hasn't gotten a win yet he's been very close but Bubba brings in a lot of sponsorship and Bubba brings in eyes and for a young team that's looking to build a new state-of-the-art facility eventually and and these kind of things you know for the uh, shop and, and all sorts of stuff there's a lot that Bubba brings to the table off the track that helps that team and still Bubba's, you know, while some people say, uh, I mean, he's been around or what, he's still young though. He's a young guy. He's a young, talented guy. And I think, you know, I mean, you've, I just don't see him going anywhere anytime soon either, but that team, I mean, bringing in Tyler Reddick, that is a huge deal. Uh, it completely took RCR <laughs> by surprise. Yeah. They put out a really shitty tweet. Um, yes, know. they did. And I was, took, us, took us all by surprise, I think. I know we've got some audio, right? Yeah, we have the audio based on the uh, video. They were doing a Zoom, like a Zoom call, conference call. Toyota, with, wasn't it? With Toyota. And so here's kind of what happened. Well, kind of set the scene. Denny was on camera talking, and all of a sudden, he answered, finished answering a question, and then you see Tyler pop in on the screen, and then Denny starts talking, you know, about, well, let me go and tell you what's going on, and then he makes the announcement. So here's, let me let me play it and let you listen to it, and we can discuss it here. Okay. Here's what happened. Hey, I don't guys. I need to interrupt you, but I think we have, Tyler, I appreciate you joining our availability, man, but I think you might be on the wrong, you might have entered the wrong media availability <laughs> session. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually, I don't think that he did. Um, I'd like to announce to the media that, uh, today I would like to formally announce Tyler Reddick is part of a future member of the 2311 and Toyota racing family starting in 2024. So hi buddy. Hey, what's up? up? Thanks. Surprise. Surprise. And there you go. And they surprised everyone and there we go. And then they started talking. So we have Tyler explaining um, the move here in a minute. But what do you, what did you think of that, Don? I thought it's awesome. Yeah, I did too. I love it. It's different. It's It was refreshing kind of. It's like, okay, we didn't have to set up this whole, you know, and, and there's leaks. I don't think anyone had a clue because I no. hadn't heard any leaks or anything about this. And then even like 
even the response afterwards from most of the media that would normally get these kind of leaks or, or get yeah. some, everyone was like, whoa, what? <laughs> and then the fact that it came, it's not till 2024. So yeah, it came like, a whole year early. Yeah. So announcing it. And then, you know, we're in the middle was- of the season and he's in the middle of a, a, a you know, hunt for the chase or hunt for the it's not a chase anymore hunt for the playoffs, yeah, for the you know, playoffs for the yeah. so it was crazy it was fun though i like it i i hope more teams look to do stuff like that it was fun but it caught rcr off they were there you know, they weren't expecting that no they and i don't know uh, i, I kind of did he burn a bridge there i don't think so here's the thing mike to go back and because and and i'm yeah. not sure maybe you weren't aware but when rcr signed him they only signed him i believe to um to a one-year deal, I think it was, or, or a two-year deal or something, but they refused. They, they didn't do a long-term contract with him. He was, he was going to be a free agent. So, I mean, that's, that's on them. I mean, you know, if, if, if they didn't feel like he was the future of, you know, well, and here's the thing, this isn't me saying this, although I'm, you know, off the record, I might agree. A lot of the talk from fans and stuff was Mm -hmm. exactly what it is. Y'all put too much focus on on grandson, on Austin Dillon. Way too much yeah. focus and energy on Austin. And Tyler. About the other one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tyler's the one that's been producing on a consistent level and is, you know, what? I mean, Tyler has a win, doesn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he so, won I mean, just a few weeks ago, and then he's in the playoffs. Yeah. So we have a, there, he's a playoff contender and possibly a championship contender. You never know how it's going to play out. Yeah, the three car is there where where they seem to devote yeah. most of their energy, and you know if you're gonna if you're gonna not feel like somebody's important, and another team's gonna show him how important. I mean, yeah. obviously they jumped on it. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> so good now, for twenty three eleven. Before we um, play Tyler's explanation of why he did the move with him stepping out. of Leaving the, the 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 team after the twenty twenty three season, do we see Ty Dillon slip in this seat? I wonder. Have, have both grandsons uh, racing for RCR? I was gonna say that that might be kind of shitty. If they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but then, but where does he go next year? True. Because I mean, it's next year that he's out. So um, I don't yeah. know. Interesting. I, I kind of I thought I thought about that today when you sent me the information because I I hadn't seen. Um, any NASCAR news today, really, so to speak, when you sent me the information about Tyler, uh, I mean, Ty leaving um, the team that he's at right now, I immediately thought, well, hmm, there's an opening, there's an open ride over at RCR now. Yeah, but so, it won't be. But keeper, I, I don't know, just it's a long shot yeah. speculation. Let's hear what Tyler had to say about why he's making the move here. Okay. The biggest thing with, with RCR is I got my, my first opportunity in a cup car with Richard and that team. And it's been great to to grow with them. And for me, it was really important to finish what I had started there, see it through, through, see it through to its end. And, you know, they've, like I said, they've given me so many opportunities, opportunities to win, um, opportunities to be a two-time Xfinity champion, give me the, the, the door to get into the cup series. And I'm extremely grateful for that and will continue to be. And then in, in expanding on that, that is why I wanted to see what I agreed to do with, with RCR to the end and continue to compete as hard as I can for them and, and against, against Denny and 2311 until then with, with the news today, you know, we know where I'm going to be in 2024 and on. And um, I wouldn't say this was quite a, it shouldn't have been a total shock to RCR, 
you know, as we were navigating what the future would look like uh, a while ago, you know, we, we said that after the option was up in, in 23 and 24 and on, um, you know, uh, you know, we were not sure that it, it, a while ago, you know, we were not sure if we were going to return and that we were going to figure out what light ahead. So um, this shouldn't have been a true shock to them. Um, but, you know, uh, it's out there and everyone has the information now. And now we all will collectively figure out what what do we do going from here? And there you go. So um, that's his, his, that's what he had to say. And he's sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I like the move. And you know, Mike, yeah. here's the thing. we'll end it on this. Um, okay. I think more and more of these young guys are going to be looking at the 2311s, the track house racing, mm-hmm. you know, some of these other teams that are out there that, you know, because because of this new car, and the way things have leveled out, then you're, you know, you're going to have that TV contract and stuff coming up, the negotiations and stuff on that. And so, you know, there, there's a lot of money that these other teams can be getting or that's supposed to be dispersed and supposed to help make the car less expensive to to run and stuff. So that's just going to put more resources into these teams. I mean, hell, here we were thinking that Petty was about to close their doors and go under this yeah. year. Eric Jones is up there and, and, you know, I mean, he hasn't gotten a win yet, but he's been pretty damn close and he's been up there um, running really, really well. Petty, you know, Petty GMS may end up making themselves a contender here as well. And I just, I just feel like these guys have more options than just Hendrick Gibbs, you know, the usual uh, Stuart Haas. There's other teams out there now that people are like, yeah, I want to go be a part of that. I want to be a part of that kind of deal. So, And Eric Jones, uh, 17th in the point standing. So he's, I'm not 17, 19th in the point standing. So he's right there outside looking in. And and any any week now, I could see him putting that car in victory lane. So it's good to see teams like him and some of these other teams, you know, that are smaller competing so well. So I say, keep an eye on them and, and on, the, on those guys and let's see what happens here going into the playoffs. Well, our good friend, um, Adam Stern there with, of course, the uh, sports business uh, mm-hmm. journal. He uh, tweeted out early in the week that the USA network earned a 1.51 rating and a 2.626 million viewers for Sunday's NASCAR race at Atlanta, which is up from a 1.47 rating and a 2.513 million viewers last year on NBCSN. Sunday's okay. rating beats all races last year on NBCSN and the race was the highest rated event last weekend so wow that's um, great you know but maybe more people have usa i think more people have usa network than maybe had uh, nbcsn or knew how to find it or whatever so yeah and i think it's in more basic cable like your cable tv packages your dish your your direct tv your basic packages that you get that network is one of the ones that you typically see like tnt and you know, BET and some of the MTV, some of the, the basic ones, you know, you always see in those those packages, the basic packages. So uh, and w- that's, one probably, more that's thing. probably why, yeah. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say really quick about USA Network um, as well. It, it, well, most of these NBC races, you're going to see that they, and, and I my understanding too is you can watch everything on Peacock, um, mm-hmm. like all weekend, yeah. all the races stuff is on there, but on USA Network, and I think on NBC, or, okay, no, let me back up. On USA Network, 
the post race. NBC has a post race show. Um, so all the races on M- are on USA Network. You'll see the post race show there. On yeah. the races that are going to be on NBC, the post race show will be on USA Network, I believe, after the race. Or you can go to Peacock and watch it all, you know, just all in one thing. But it's cool because there's a pre race and a post race show, which a lot of people complained with Fox and stuff, you know, that there was never a post race, and you know, or you didn't get to see somebody's doing an interview. Yeah. And that's because. You know, the races would go right up against the major network stuff, and then they got to go to their other stuff, you know? Yeah, they're committed yeah. to the other p- programs and time slots and everything. I know we got IndyCar, don't we? Yeah, we have IndyCar. IndyCar is back in Toronto uh-huh. for the Honda Indy Toronto race this weekend. I think this is the first time in three years that they've been there. And um, we have Alex uh, Palou and uh, Simon Paginald. So, uh, here's what they had to say. I'm going to go and play what they had to say. Simon is first, and then Alec is second. So here, here's their little preview of what they had to say about going into this weekend's race. Here we go. I can't wait for Toronto this weekend. It's uh, It was a great event last summer we were there. 2019, um, when I won the race, um, it was was pretty awesome. It's, it's a racetrack that I really, really enjoy. I love the rhythm of the track, and uh, it's, a, it's a place that um, – I feel very comfortable at, uh, we have an amazing street course package with the uh, racing on our race car. So obviously, uh, it's a, it's a weekend that I'm, I'm really looking forward to for all these reasons, uh, which are very positive. And, um, I look forward to, uh, hopefully execute perfectly the whole weekend and, uh, maybe, uh, end up with a, a silverware at the end. So I look forward to it. Hey guys, race week again, uh, Toronto for my first time. Super excited to go there. We had uh, an amazing weekend uh, last week at Mid-Ohio with uh, second place there fighting till the end. But uh, yeah, Toronto, it's my first time going there. Um, I'm super excited. The track looks fantastic. Lots of fans, so cannot uh, wait to race there for the first time. And the team was really good there in 2019. Um, so yeah, they got a podium with Dixie, uh, good placing with the 10 car. So hopefully you can get that number 10 NTT data Honda, uh, in victory lane for the first time this year. Yeah. I like the way Simon, Simon says Toronto, 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 or how did he, I don't, I don't I know. Didn't, we'll have to go back and listen to it again. Cause I didn't hear him. Maybe that has to be the nugget. Um, at the end, yeah. I don't know. Definitely. He just makes me smile and laugh every time I hear him talk, just because he's such a goofball. But I can't help, Mike. Every time I hear him open his voice, I'm like, "Ricky Bobby." <laughs> <laughs> That's just all I. Yeah, he's I, great. But but I don't think of um, what's his name, Sasha Cohen, doing doing the Ricky, you know, playing his uh, whatever Jean, whatever his name was. Um, I think of Simon Paginot imitating. Him do you know? Because uh, when he when he yeah. did, I have to go find that audio somewhere where he imitates him doing that because everybody always compares the two because they look alike too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Simon Don, he won the 2019 race. He's the most re- recent winner uh, at this track. Uh, again, they haven't been there since 2019 because of COVID, uh, 2020 and 2021. Uh, but um, it's a if talk about this track it's an 85 lap 151.81 mile race it's the track is a is a street course it's a temporary street course it's 11 turns and it's 1.786 miles in length and um they've they've had some good races here before i've I've always liked this track 
the weather is really nice this time of year up there. It's um, matter of fact, I just I just talked to a guy named Brian who's a drummer in a local band in San Antonio called Nuclear Juarez, and it's a surf surfer like a rock and roll surf band there. And they um, the, the guys uh, in the band just got back from Toronto the other day, and uh, they they said it was hot. They said, boy, it was really hot up there. So um, um, they've had like a heat wave, like in the in the low 100s, and they're not used to that because a lot of the people up there don't have air conditioning because they don't really need it. But yeah. um, but it should be a good race uh, this weekend. So uh, I'm looking forward to the um, the race, and I think it's going to be on the um, let's see Sunday's race is on uh, the Peacock Premium Channel. I don't see anything about NBC. Uh, usually these, these races are on NBC, but it looks like it's going to be on the Peacock Premium um, Network. So there we go. All right. And, of course, yeah. uh, IndyCar, Marcus Erickson leads right now the point standings, uh, followed by Will Power and then Joseph Newgarden. Uh, point standings are really close. Uh, Marcus Erickson has 321 points, Will Power 301, and Joseph Newgarden 287. So pretty, pretty close standings. So, Mike, uh, IndyCar out of the way, NHRA news, and uh, tell me what's going on besides you sending me half-naked pictures of – um half naked pictures it was just his chest and stuff because it was he was hot and he was glistening with sweat yeah and he had the brand on his chest so the uh yeah. his cattle brand and you understand how embarrassing this interview when we finally do the interview with him is going to be because i'm gonna have to tell him about all of this stuff oh yeah definitely well the nhra guys are uh they started what's called the western swing don it's a three race uh uh, swing of the western part of the country. They're in Denver, Colorado at the Bandamir Speedway. It's a great drag strip that sits on the side of a mountain. It's kind of carved into the side of a mountain and it's real loud there. The elevation is is pretty high. I think it's like at 5,000 feet and so the, the cars, uh, they have a lot of trouble with the cars, getting the cars to work there. They're real finicky in that thin air, but there always puts on a great race. So it's a, it's a real strategy, you might say, that goes into this race, trying to get these cars to work with the air up there. So, so they're at Vandermeer this weekend. And then the following weekend, they go to um, um, Sonoma, where we have the road course. They have a drag strip there. And they'll have the race out there at Sonoma. And then the weekend after that, they end up in um, Pacific Raceways up in Seattle. So it's a West Coast swing. But what's really neat about what a lot of the media and the drivers do, they once they get to Sonoma, the days between the two races, a lot of the people will go up the Pacific Coast Highway through San Francisco and up through Oregon and everything to get to to uh, Seattle. And it's a beautiful drive through the redwoods and the different road that goes along the coastline. And they say it's just fabulous. The scenery is amazing. And, and um, so a lot of the, the drivers and media guys will, 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 will do that during those, during those days. And they say, it's just really a fabulous thing to see. So um, I, one of these days it's on my bucket list. I want to, do that drive down the Pacific Coast Highway and see the um, the western part of the country because my understanding is very very beautiful. Yeah, I would like to as well. Maybe we'll have to like do a road trip. Heck yeah! It's always <laughs> during the summer, so you know the weather's it's warmer and hopefully there's no fires. Yeah, that's what definitely. they're having trouble with out there right now again. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So, so. that's the only really NHRA news. Um, We'll have everything on the website this weekend and early next week who the winners are. And we'll wrap, we'll kind of 
wrap it up next week with uh, how things went in, in uh, Denver. Okay. All right. Well, perfect. Well, Mike, um, give me your picks for New Hampshire. Well, you know, after what happened last week with Ross and Denny, I'm going to go Ross Chastain for the win. Okay. I think he makes makes a statement this weekend and um, <laughs> really gets in their head. So he's going to be my first pick. My second pick is going to be Eric Jones. Don, he's 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 um, been there each week, continues to finish strong. I think he's due, and this is a track that he might get it done at. So um, pick him. And my long shot is really my really really long shot. I'm going to go um, Daniel uh, Suarez. Okay. I think Daniel is um, putting up some great numbers, and I think, you know, he's right there. He's already got a win, but I think he's going to get another one, and he could be the long shot guy that gets it done. So that's picking some different guys this week. Maybe my strategy will help, you know, a little change up. Maybe it'll bring me some luck because I need some luck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, okay. Well, Daniel was going to be one of my picks, so I'm going to scratch him out, and I'll I'll pick somebody different. Um, my first pick, though, I'm going Joey Logano. It's his home track, mm-hmm. uh, and he usually does really good with this. Plus, mm-hmm. I always like the fact that he's scared of the lobster, um, so it's like <laughs> funny to watch him have to like grab it and take a picture with it. So, um, Joey Logano, uh, my second pick, I'll go Chase Elliott because I just feel mm-hmm. like he's he's on a roll. So let's let's see, we'll go Chase, and then um, again, I was going to say Suarez, but I'm kind of torn. Like, part of me wants to. Uh, pick Bubba just because I think I want to like go back to that and see it worked for Daniel so and I do feel like Bubba's going to get a win here but I almost feel like instead I think it's going to be his teammate I think Kurt Busch may get another win Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to say Kurt if if Bubba swings it I'll I'll feel partially responsible okay okay but um but we'll give you a consolation prize there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so that's that's going to be my picks Good. Uh, I think Joey could do it. Well, he, need, he needs he needs something, you know, to boost his program a little bit. I mean, he's had a good season, but he didn't do too well last week. So no, he didn't. But you know, uh, Brad Keselowski was doing pretty good there too yeah. for a little bit um, at Atlanta. So I don't know, but that's another guy that could use a win, you know, with, yeah. with that team. Um, and I think that's another team, though. I mean, him and Chris Bush. Chris Bush has oh, been doing yeah. well too. That's another one of those teams that you got to watch. You know, they're they're in a rebuilding phase as well. But that those are two very talented drivers, and I think once they get everything underneath them consistently, you're going to see them really start putting forth uh, or putting better results and stuff up on the board. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Every week is exciting. I look forward to yeah. it. So, and we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Yes, yes, we are. So, so um, all right. Well, Mike, before we go, um, can I brag for a minute? Yeah. And I haven't even told you this, so it'll be like new for you to hear as well. But I have to brag on one of my on one of my kiddos, uh, on my my child Donovan, my youngest. Yeah. Uh, who of course, you know, is in the Navy up in yes. uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, he took this week. He had to drive over to Richmond, and okay. um, he took his uh, exam for um, officer exam. Mm-hmm. And so you have to pass. You have to get a ninety six to pass it and then if you if you pass it then you get to apply to officer school okay he scored 119 
Wow. Yeah, they said it was one of the high, uh, the highest score that they've seen in in a Good while. For Donovan, congratulations, so Donovan! I'm, I'm so happy for him. So, oh he, man, he now gets to submit, and he had actually went and he also went and took an exam, an officer exam for the Air Force. Um, he hasn't gotten those results back yet, but he's trying to you know because he's like well if not then maybe i'll go over you know and and switch over and go to the yeah. air force but i am so proud of that kid i really am he's done yeah. he's done really well since he's gone in the navy and and we kind of saw this coming i mean he was in rotc and everything in high school and he was took it took it pretty serious and 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 i remember him going in and you know doing well and he got a good assignment right off the bat and he's done well and i, I follow him on facebook and he puts a lot of his success things and his accomplishment accomplishments. I can't say talk tonight. I'm getting oh, that's tired. A, I think, but well, anyway. Actually, and I was gonna not correct you, but he wasn't in ROTC. Oh, he, he, I thought he was. No, no, what you're thinking of is he got uh, a friend of his that's actually in the Navy too from San Antonio. Um, I thought he was. No, he used to go to Fredericksburg though all the time, and he oh. worked. He volunteered at that World War, uh, like World War Two museum or whatever it was, yeah. World War One okay. museum. And so, like the hit and and doing those history like reenactments. All right, that's what it. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought he was in. That's why it was like such a shock to me when he decided he was going to join the military because I was like, what? What? (laughs) Because he was never. He was always my my like computer nerd kid, you know. Um, but yeah, and he he's been kind of like on this kick of he's wanted to look into aviation and being a pilot, and um, well, they. The, the airlines could use him right now. <laughs> right, right, definitely. I don't see him being like a, a fighter pilot or anything, but, you know, he definitely wants to go to school and, and see if he can become a pilot or do aviation. So, um, well, good for him. He's going to make a fine officer. Well, and I know you're going to be very proud of him. I'm very proud of him. Very proud of my other son, Caleb. Very proud of him. He's uh, him and his fiance. They are working on the wedding plans. And, mm. and finally, they'll be getting married in October. And, you know, of course, they have my my grandson, Cooper, who's seven. Mm. So uh, it's about time they tie the knot. The kid's seven. <laughs> well. But, you know, hey, I mean, wait and, you know, I, I'm I'm actually proud of them. They, you know, yeah. went through and they realized, you know, that, yes, this is, you know, they they broke it up before and, and realized, no, we love each other. And, and, and it's just been really, really good the last few Sometimes years. Sometimes that's what it takes, Don. It does, especially when you're young and you've, you yeah. know, you have them Don't young. be in a hurry. Got your whole life to be married. Yep. So. But you got a fun grandson. He's a good little baseball player, too. Yeah, he is. He's a little turd. Um, I love him. <laughs> love him though. So anyway, that from his grandma. <laughs> no lie, from his Gaga. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just I just wanted to share. I'm proud. So well, I wanted to congratulations, to Donovan. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, any any plans? Any news for you from the weekend? Or no, I'm just going going strong right now. I got a lot of things going and good things. And just my son, you know, he's doing his thing with the media stuff with Baylor and getting ready to go back to school. My daughter's doing well and getting ready to buy a car and and we're cleaning out our garage and doing some projects around the house. So it's just busy, busy, busy. My retirement life has been good. So, but I've been busy. Where your dogs are ready, they're they're calling. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> calling me. They <laughs> hurry up, Dad. <laughs> well, you go get busy doing that. I'm gonna get busy getting this show out, and then I'm gonna start packing my shit because I gotta get out of this house. 
All right. Well, good luck. All right, guys. Y'all have a great weekend, and hopefully you'll hear from us next week. I'm sure you will. We'll we'll throw something together, and uh, just bear with us. It's going to be a crazy couple of weeks. But uh, as always, thank you guys so much for for tuning in, and uh, we'll holler at you next week. I can't wait for Toronto this week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.